Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 138. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast, where each week I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, I want to talk about a middle school kindness challenge with my guest, Daniel O'Donnell. If you'd like other free resources like this one, you can check out all my posts at my website at williamdparker.com. Before I transition to my conversation with Daniel, I just want to wish you a quick, happy new year. And as you're looking at 2019, I hope that you are already setting some big goals for yourself and ways that you want to grow personally and ways that you want to grow professionally. And I just want to say thank you for the part that you play in growing together through the learning that we do in this podcast Last year, uh, at the end of 2018, I topped 200,000 downloads for this podcast, which just blows my mind. It's such a privilege to be able to connect with leaders, not just here in my own state in Oklahoma, but across the U.S. and the world. So thank you so much for the part that you played in being a part of this community. If you'd like to see a Principal Matters year in review, I shared a quick review of 2018 on my website at williamdparker.com. I won't go into all the details in this introduction today, but if you'd like to see just a summary of my travels from last year, what's going on with me professionally, and some of the uh, folks that I was able to connect with, as, as well as a summary of every podcast that was published in 2018, you can see that at my website at williamdparker.com and look for the title, Principal Matters Year in Review. Thank you again for the work that you do in serving your schools, because what you do matters. And I'm looking forward to introducing you now to Daniel O'Donnell. Daniel O'Donnell is the director of the Middle School Kindness Challenge, and he is my guest today sitting in his office in Nashville, Tennessee, as I talk to him from Oklahoma City. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. Can you give us a little bit of your background and what led you to be involved in this initiative? Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me, Will. It's great to be with you. Uh, you and I have been in conversation now for, for what, most of this year, and mm-hmm. I really appreciate all the work that you do in Oklahoma to improve public schools, to make really great public schools in Oklahoma. So thank you for having me. Thanks for this opportunity. Um, I am from just outside of Nashville, and I have spent most of my professional life in the political grassroots organizing realm. I moved back home to Nashville in 2012 and began working for an organization here called Stanford Children, which is a national education advocacy group. And then within, uh, within that organization, moved to this role about a year and a half ago at the outset, which is, which is around the time this initiative was created. And happy to tell you a little bit about how this all came together and the origins of the project, if that's useful. Oh, I'd love to know. And Specifically, Daniel, I'm really curious, you guys are focusing on the middle level, and I I know that's an important subset. So talk for a few minutes about what influences middle schools currently face that warrant a national campaign to to foster kindness. Help us understand why you have made that the focus. Yeah, so so you're, you're exactly right. Middle schools are a critical point. And when we started approaching this issue of just what, you know, what you see on the news every night and, and where we work with parents, what we see on the ground as this disturbing trend towards bullying and racial intolerance, you know, these are obviously things that have 
issues that have been around for as long as all of your listeners have have uh, been working in education, but seemingly you know have gotten worse in the last few years. And so, so we know on a variety of levels that the middle school years are critical in a child's development. This is really when a lot of these behaviors are learned. It's also, you know, the era that we live in now, this is also the time period in which a lot of students start getting access to social media or they get a smartphone, which, you know, again, as everyone uh, in your audience will know, that is just, that opens up a whole new world of possibilities for bullies. So part of it is is that we know that this is a critical period in a child's development and a really good place to begin teaching and fostering practical life skills related to kindness. So that that's part of it. And part of the reason why we're focused here is that when we started approaching this problem really late 2016, early 2017 is when we began focusing on, on bullying. And we surveyed the landscape and we saw a lot of great resources for educators at the high school level and at the elementary level. And surprisingly, not as much at the middle school level where we felt that it was really needed. So we saw, we saw a need there and a, and a place where we could fill a gap. So there's few resources at that level and, and even fewer, close to none, that are really high impact and completely free of charge. And that's what the Middle School Kindness Challenge is. It's, it's aimed to have a real impact on school climate and it, there is no cost associated with any portion of it. Well, walk us through just a little bit what that challenge looks like. And I, I know we'll talk about outcomes in just a minute, but what does it look like if I'm a middle school educator or leader and I'm thinking, okay, there's a challenge for my kids to increase their kindness. What would it look like if I was using, um, if I was connecting with you for resources, for involvement and for activities for students? Sure. So the first thing to know is that this process began with us reaching out to the best and brightest that we could find in this country on social emotional learning and and asking for them to partner with us. And so we did not create the content of the challenge in-house. We relied on um, the people who, again, that we could find were uh, the smartest in their field to provide content for the challenge. So that's Yale's Center for Emotional Intelligence, Harvard's Making Care in Common, Inspire Ed, Facing History, six, seven organizations that I think folks will be familiar with, one or two of them. And we worked with them and and very thankfully, they were all willing to partner with us and all willing to provide and share content for this challenge completely free of charge. Coming from, from our mindset, rather than just sort of putting these resources up on a website and hoping that, you know, people take advantage of them here and there, we have sort of a campaign mindset. So we structured this into a 30-day challenge, which we think, one, is, is fun. It's a lot of fun for schools to, for one month out of the year, to give a little bit of focus to kindness. And so what it looks like is, so any school in the country can go to middleschoolkindnesschallenge.org and register. The registration process is simple. Again, it costs nothing. From there, that person then recruits roughly half of their colleagues in those middle school grades um, to also register and join. So we first step is getting a critical mass of adults in the building bought in. And then the school chooses a start date. We've really designed this to be as flexible as possible to adapt to any number of school calendars or school environments. So school can choose when they want to kick off their challenge. And then from that point, they have 30 days to complete the challenge, which really boils down to um, teachers taking a brief online uh, reflection exercise 
which gets them thinking empathetically about their relationship to students. And then they have essentially four weeks to teach at least four activities. So there's 33 of these classroom activities from best-in-class content providers, and each participating teacher chooses at least four. So one per week for a month is how most folks think of it. And there, you know, we've seen some teachers teach almost all 33. You can, you can use as many of them as you like. But in the context of the challenge for 30 days, you've got a critical mass of adults in the building, you know, each teaching at least four activities in their classroom. The activities themselves are just really incredible content. Um, and they cover a range of, of topics and, and issues. So, you know, there's, there's essentially four pathways. One is for what we call cyber kindness. So this deals with some of the online behaviors that we discussed before. There's one around strengthening peer relationships. So that's how you interact with others. There's one pathway around fostering empathy. And then the fourth is developing positive mindsets, which is focused more internally, how to manage your own emotions. Um, so cover a range of topics, but they're all, we, we ask folks to rate the activities at the, once they've taught them. And we get an average rating of 4.27 out of five stars. So they're really popular. And we now, we just crested over, these activities have now been taught over 26,000 times in just over a year, our first year. Congratulations. Well, you you know, as I think through all of those categories, uh, cyber kindness, peer relationships, fostering empathy, positive mindsets, what what powerful content for middle school kids to go through. But as I as I think about taking my school on a journey for 30 days, if I'm the school leader, you guys do a great job too of breaking down ways to organize that, and push it forward without necessarily the principal having to be the person driving all of that. Talk a little bit about your kindness. I think, do you call them the kindness captains? I, I'm trying to remember who you yeah. get those schools. Yeah, it works. It definitely works best if you've got two to three you know, sort of go-getter teachers who are at the helm. I would, I, I wish we, I could show you a, a demonstration because we, you're exactly right. We had to build this platform so that it is intuitive and self-guided because frankly, we just don't have the staff power to, to handhold. Um, so the whole thing is once you register and log in, um, you're guided along these 30 days. And so those first two or three people who register and lead the challenge. That's a really good thing for the principal to think about is who am I going to tap to lead this? The first and biggest step, like I said, is getting 50% of the teaching staff on board. And so, so the kindness captains, it's really good if it's someone that their peers listen to and respect, you know, and, and will take direction on that. And then the other, the, the last step of the challenge, which I did not mention before, but is important for the kindness captain is what we call the kindness ritual. So at the end of 30 days, we ask that the school create a kindness ritual, which is really just a way for the school to do something that makes the the impact last longer than 30 days. And so it's open-ended. Schools have, have gotten really creative on this. They can come up with something on their own. We see a lot of schools create a kindness club, uh, which is, I really like that option because it's it gives the leadership to students. It, it puts the leadership in students' hands. And I like it because it renews year after year. You know, it's like any other club. They uh, elect officers at the beginning of the year, and then they devise ways throughout the year that they're going to make sure that their school is a kind and welcoming environment for all of their classmates. And to tie it back, that is, um, that's a, a key responsibility for the kindness captains to lead that process. It's important for the principal just 
like with any initiative, like the principal, it's not really going to work unless the principal supports it. And, but you're right in that the principal, you know, gives the initial thumbs up and, you know, make sure that there's a couple of good kindness captains in charge. And then, you know, by and large, they can stand back and, and watch what happens. Well, Daniel, I'm so excited about this initiative because not only have you guys done an amazing job of identifying social emotional learning experts, but putting it together a challenge that's not just a run-of-the-mill website. I've looked at your content. I've looked at all of the resources you guys have available. And this is a, a deep dive for schools into really investing in a culture of kindness for, for students. And Principal Matters listeners may remember a couple of weeks ago, I had a conversation with Oklahoma's high school principal of the year, Kim Cootie, and their school this year made a huge commitment to kindness and culture and already have seen increases in their attendance, increases in student performance. And I know you've seen that too with the, the 26,000 lessons that have been taught through your program and, and the schools all over the nation who've already been participating. I know you're seeing positive outcomes too. So talk about that for a little bit, Daniel. What are some of the outcomes you've been seeing and that schools might see if they participate in this initiative? You know, first there's sort of the, the anecdotal, which, you know, we survey participants at the end of each cycle and those survey responses are just overwhelmingly positive. Nine out of 10 teachers who participate, you know, say they would strongly recommend it to a colleague. Maybe even more exciting than that is that we're now, uh, you know, a little more than a year in, which we think of the challenge in cycles. We keep the challenge open for basically a semester. Um, and then we, we close it in between semesters and open it back up. So you have sort of cohorts. So we're now in our third cohort. And maybe the most exciting part is that we're seeing people vote with their feet. So nearly a third of our current participants are folks who've already participated in the challenge just in the last year. So they come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great. Um, but more to your point, we are we are just over a year old. So we've got a lot of work to do on this front um, in assessing impact, but we have gotten some really good early signals. We received data from Guilford County, North Carolina, that's Greensboro, one of the larger districts in North Carolina, which as a district adopted, by and large, adopted the challenge in its very first pilot cycle last fall. Their data team shared with us results that they found that showed uh, the group of schools that had completed the challenge saw significant declines in discipline referrals and in and out of school suspensions when compared to their own data in the same semester the year prior, which was great. It was really significant when compared to the group of schools in that same district that did nothing. Those, that group of schools saw discipline referrals and suspension numbers go up during the same time period, which is unfortunately, I, I think sort of speaks to the need here. I, it, it seems like in a lot of places, if you do nothing, things are getting worse uh, in terms of bullying and um, you know, problems leading to, to discipline referrals. So um, we, we have seen similar data out of Broward County, Florida. We're just now in the midst of doing a deeper analysis in three to five districts where we now have strong partnerships, large districts um, to do a more historical analysis. We're also very, I haven't told you this, Will, but hopefully in the next two months rolling out a student survey. So by summertime, we're hoping to have a better understanding of how students are, we're going to do a pre and post survey. So how did they feel about school climate before the challenge and how did they feel after? Um, I think that'll be really interesting. And, and that gets closer to the heart of the matter, which is 
you know, our, our core audience's students. Well, for Oklahoma educators, we're excited that Daniel O'Donnell is going to be joining us for our Oklahoma Association of Secondary School Principals and Middle Level Educators Combined Conference this year, February 8th. Daniel will be with us to launch a statewide challenge here. But Daniel, you guys are getting ready um, after the holidays to launch uh, your next rotation of challenges. And so for my listeners outside of Oklahoma, can you share with them a little bit about how how can they be involved in the next rotation if they want their schools to connect and do this uh, along with everyone else that will be a part of that challenge? So the next, we're we're just wrapping up the current cycle, um, which was the fall 2018 cycle. We launched the spring 2019 cycle, January 7th. So that's the you know first Monday back for most folks. Um, January 7th, the challenge opens, which means really actually anytime from now until then or thereafter, uh, folks can go to middleschoolkindnesschallenge.org and register their school. Again, the, you can register and, and within two minutes be on this platform and sort of poke around and look at the activities and you know, kick the tires, all that sort of thing, uh, which is what I encourage folks to do is, is to go ahead and sign up, log in and see what it looks like. And then that challenge, that cycle of challenge, like I said, opens January 7th and it will run all the way until June. So we, we keep it open as long, you know, as we think folks are able to use it in school and people can register at any time in that frame, just knowing that it takes 30 days to complete. And then they choose the 30 days that work best for them. So, Principal Matters listeners, if you'll look at the website, middleschoolkindnesschallenge.org, into the new year, January 7th, they're opening up this next rotation. And so, during that first month of school back, Daniel, I'm assuming that not everyone has to join the same day if they if they find different times within that, that first window. And then, how long do you keep that window open? So, open um, all the way until June. Okay. So they could so the participate. Last, the last day to register would be um, the first week in May. Great. So there are several times throughout a school year that schools can participate. But let me just encourage any of you guys listening, if you are interested in participating in this next round, starting with this new semester, consider how your middle school students, and if you're a principal listening who doesn't serve a middle school, but you have colleagues in your district or friends who do, then please share this conversation with them so that they can be a part of this as well as this movement continues to grow. And Daniel, I wanted to ask you also, I know that stories are anecdotal, but they're also really helpful to kind of put some skin on an idea. So could you share a specific uh, school or student story that you've seen where this challenge has, has made a difference in the lives of kids one of the funnest parts of this project is that at the end of the cycle, we review the data and the kindness ritual that schools upload. And it is each cycle, it is just a treasure trove of amazing stories. And it really, it, the stories underscore what the purpose of the challenge is, which is really to act as a catalyst for schools to, to make this their own, to, to take it in their own hands. And so, you know, schools end up doing things that we never suggested, we, you know, we hadn't even thought of, but we love the idea. So, um, and at the end of that, we reward, uh, at the end of each cycle, we reward 10 schools that we deem, you know, to really embody the goals of the kindness challenge. We reward them with donors choose credits. The grand prize winner gets $5,000 in donors choose credits. And the, uh, the nine finalists get $1,000 in donors choose credits. 
this is again the the most fun part of the job, to be honest. Um, and so we've now uh, we've now awarded two rounds. Um, and so there's a lot of stories that that come out of those. In the first cycle, we rewarded Milkovich Middle School, which is just outside of Cleveland. And this was a school that faces a lot of issues, high poverty, and the students, along with staff, led an effort to create a kindness store in their school, which provided basic necessities for families in those schools that needed them. I mean, soap, dish soap, you know, uh, sweaters, jackets, these sorts of things. So the students identified a need, and, and as a school community, they rallied around and created a store to help support their you know, friends and families. Um, so that was one story. We just awarded Harshman Middle School in Indianapolis uh, for the spring cycle. Uh, we really liked this. There was a group of young women who just completely took to the challenge and sort of made it their own. They created, um, I believe it was seven stations around the school where they emphasized character traits that they really wanted to promote across the school. So it was, you know, staffed with students and, and you know, focusing their their peers on seven different character traits like empathy and just, you know, so raising awareness about about these sorts of character traits. And then at the end of the, the challenge, they again enlisted community support to create a community cookout at their school where parents, staff, students, and community members were all invited and they had a big cookout, again, just celebrating the importance of, of kindness and being kind to one another. That one was really incredible because it was, you know, at some point it, it, the, the parents were out of it, the, the teachers were out of it, and the students were leading it. Uh, and it was all of their ideas being put into action. So, uh, and then, you know, one other, you hear personal stories. Um, there was one story out of DC where, you know, in, in middle school, it oftentimes it's, it's kind of, it's, it's not cool to be nice, right? It's like, there are incentives for being mean or for, you know, being cutting. And we heard one story out of DC where there was this one student who, you know, had built a reputation, uh, as, as a funny bully. And, you know, that was the incentive structure. And through the kindness challenge, teachers saw a noticeable difference in this one student because the incentive structure had shifted. Now they were focused on kindness. And what they said was that this student through the kindness challenge was able to reinvent himself. So he was, you know, at the end of the challenge, he was no longer acting like a bully because it was at that point, a cool thing to be kind. Wow. That's amazing. I love those stories and principal matters listeners. I know that you are committed to the social emotional learning of your students that you know that good leadership isn't just the firm fair consistent application of expectations and policies at your school but it's also encouraging the positive cultures that care for kids and i can't emphasize more how powerful i believe this could be for middle schools and so if you want to look at the website middle school kindness challenge or kindness challenge is it also kindnesschallenge.com, Daniel? I, it is. It is. Yep. So, so you can find uh, that information there. But, but Daniel, thank you so much for giving us all that information, talking about the ways that schools can be involved with what you guys are doing. And thank you for the work that you're doing. Uh, one of the things I love about your organization too is, and I've dug pretty deeply into your content, is um, you guys are set up in a way that really supports ways for schools to improve. And all of the content that I've been looking at has been so generously created, not with something that districts are going to have to purchase or buy or commit to other than just their time, uh, their energy, and then the rewards for them are pretty amazing. Uh, So if you guys are looking for some 
an opportunity to win some donors choose credits. This is a great way to get a reward as a school that's involved in that as well. Any other thoughts you wanted to add to that, Daniel? And I also just wanted to give you a chance to let listeners know how they can connect with you if they've got questions for you directly. You know, only other thoughts, really looking forward to being there um, in February. Uh, I've never been to Oklahoma, so I get to scratch that one off the map and really looking forward to sharing this, you know, with as many folks in Oklahoma as we can. Really appreciate your support in getting the word out. Um, This is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, that the activities have now been taught over 26,000 times in just over the first year. We have schools participating in all 50 states. So this really does feel like a movement um, that we are just a part of. And so would love to have as many schools in Oklahoma as we can get participating. We think, you know, they'll get a lot of value out of it. They will not regret taking the time to do this. So thanks for the opportunity to share it. If anyone would like to get in touch with me, my email is d-o-d-o-n-n-e-l-l-d-o-donnell at stand.org. So feel free to, to shoot me an email and we'd be happy to talk to you. Awesome. And if you guys want to take a look at that website, there are already so many different videos available, conversations with schools that are actively involved in this movement, feedback from teachers and principals and students. And so, Daniel, thank you again for the time that you've given Principal Matters listeners to be a part of this conversation, to learn more about this. Thanks for the work that you're doing for students across the nation and looking forward to talking to you again soon. Likewise. Thank you, Will. Thank you.